Well, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Bill Gay here at Solid Rock Bible Church. Got a little message for you this morning, and uh, I think it's a message we all need to hear. And I've entitled this message, Searching for God with All Your Heart. When we search for God, do, are we searching for it with, our, with all of our heart? Are we searching for Him with just our mind? Are we searching for Him for just a little while until we get a need met or something? You know, in the book of Jeremiah is where I'm going to be. And I've kind of, I was there last week, and I'm going to try to finish, I'm going to finish it up this week. But it said that uh, many people believe that Jeremiah 11 is probably the most important verse in that chapter. For he says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. And this is a great verse, but I kind of like another verse, and I believe that uh, this verse is even more important. This is God talking to the, to the people, and it says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And that's in Jeremiah 29, 13. What does it mean to search for God with all your heart? You know, uh, <clears throat> in the New Testament, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, the disciples asked Jesus a question. He said, what is the greatest commandment? Well, Jesus looked at them and said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. That's the greatest commandment, and love your neighbor as yourself. But you know, to seek God is so important. To seek God means to really, with all your heart, search for Him and look for Him and get Him in your life. And uh, you know, there are times when we become negligent in our relationship with God, and you know what I'm talking about, and give Him a little or no thought. How many times has God skipped our mind for a period of time there? Maybe, maybe just, just say that maybe things are going real good, no problems or nothing else. You forget about God because everything is just running so smooth. But you know, instead of forgetting about God, we ought to be praising God and giving Him thanks that He is over our life, watching over us, and keeping us with no problems and the things that could go wrong in our life. You know, if we neglect God like this, <clears throat> sometimes it's because of things. And sometimes, you know, God can remove those things out of your life that is, seems like it's more important to you than to what God is. So don't ever think that God cannot do something. He, and I'm going to get to that in just a minute. To change your mind and make you seek Him. You know, there will be times when we do not walk as closely with God as we should. So therefore, you know, the Bible, it, it tells us or it encourages us to seek Him. In Psalms 105, verse 4, <clears throat> it says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. You know, when it says seek his face, he's talk, they're talking there about an intimate relationship. That's like cheek to cheek. You're right there, right in God's face. It's just like you're loving on God and God is loving back on you. And that is what God wants. He wants us to seek his face. He wants an intimate relationship with us. And in 1 Chronicles twenty-two nineteen, it says, Set your mind or make up your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. You know, 
in, in looking at this, there was three things that I saw and that involves seeking a, de a deeper relationship with God. And I want to give you these three things. It's something we probably don't even think about. The first thing we have to do is make the choice to seek God. Our relationship with Christ is not something that we can take for granted. A close, intimate relationship with Jesus will not happen automatically. You have to want it. You have to seek it. You have to come to Him. You have to, you have to instigate it yourself. You, God, I want you. I need you. I want that intimate relationship with you. I don't want to just know who you are. I, I, I want to know more about you and your love and your mercy. Lord, I want to be closer to you. That's what God's looking for. And Scripture tells us that we are in a constant struggle with our flesh and the devil. And you know that. There's a constant struggle that goes on. We were born with a sin nature. And we are in a struggle <clears throat> with sin because of our flesh. And therefore, the natural tendency for us is to drift away from God. You know, when things, get, like I said a while ago, are going real good and smooth. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been out in a boat? No wind, no nothing. I mean, it looks like it's just as calm as it can be. There's not even a ripple on the water. You're sitting in that boat. You're not anchored or nothing. You're just sitting there. And you're fishing or just talking, visiting, whatever. And then the next thing, if you, you look up, you are quite a ways from where you were sitting. And you didn't even know you was drifting. That's the way it is with God. Sometimes we don't even realize we're drifting because it is so slow and easy that we don't realize it till we get to the point that we turn around and look and we say, I have gotten so far from God. I haven't talked to God. I hadn't visited God. I hadn't been to church. I hadn't done anything. And that's when we know that we have to make up a mind. We have to change. We have to get back and seek God. You know, now this does not mean that you've lost your salvation, but it does mean that we can lose the joy of our salvation. Remember when you were saved and that salvation was strong in you and the joy that you had and how happy you were? You couldn't wait to get to church. You couldn't wait to be among your friends in church. You couldn't wait to hear the message that God had sent to you. But then all of a sudden, there's always something else that will come up that will keep you out of church on Sunday, keep you away from God. You know, <clears throat> Jesus rebuked or he scolded the church of Ephesus. Why? Because he said they had left their first love. Their first love was him. And you'll read this in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. And even though they were a very active and busy church, they had drifted away from the love of the Lord. They got too busy. You know, some churches get big, they get busy, they try to find more and more activities, but the thing about it is a lot of these activities don't include God in them. It's about man. It's about just you having fun. You know, God's not even involved in it. And when we start taking God out of our life and out of church, there is going to be a problem in that church, and that church will not stand. Eventually, God will remove the candlestick out of it. So we have to be very, very careful and not forget about God but to continually seek Him. Number two, searching for God in, in, involves a cleansing or repent of our sins. Many of us 
have sin in their life. But you say, oh, I repented one time, long time ago. That ought to cover it. Well, 1 John 1 9 says, Therefore, if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all sin. Sometimes we have to come back to God because there's things in our life that we did not repent of. And when we have that sin in our life, like the Bible tells, a sin separates us from God. You've got something going on in your life and you need to pray and you need to pray and you need to talk to God, but yet you haven't repented. What happens? God doesn't hear your prayers until you repent, you come back, and you ask for His forgiveness, then He starts hearing your prayers again. You know, like I said, the number two involves a cleansing or, re, or to repent of our sin. I want us to look, look at what James says about our relationship with God. I'm going to read here in James chapter 4, verse 3 through 8. Now, He is talking to the people. This is what's going on in their life. And this is why He says you need to be cleansed. It said, He starts out, adulterers. Adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enemy with God? Enemy is another word for hate. And whosoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy to God. When you want the world more than you want God, you become an enemy to God. And then he goes on and says, Therefore, submit to God. Therefore, turn around Ask for forgiveness and submit yourself back to God. And it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You cannot resist the devil on your own. You have to have the Holy Spirit in your life working through you. You don't have the power of your own to resist the devil. No, it's the power of God in you. that says you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then he goes on to say, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The more we desire God, the closer we want to get to God, the more we want God in our life, and the closer God comes to us in our life. He draws close to us when we draw close to him. And then he goes on, he finishes up there, he says, cleanse your hands, or to cleanse your heart is what he's really saying. Cleanse your hearts, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded See, he's telling them. You see, this, this right here is the problem that the Jews had during the days of Jeremiah. Listen, they were trying to worship both God and Baal. Baal was a false god. He was an idol. And God would not accept it. He says, you choose me or you choose who you're going to worship. And you know, God is not accepting it today. He is not accepting what he did not accept then. He is not accepting us to try to worship the world and worship him too. It's either him or the world. We have to make up our mind which we want. And I hope you want God. Because the world has nothing to offer you and God has everything to offer you. God said to, to them in Jeremiah 29, 13, he said, he's talking to the, to the Jewish people. And we talked about, he said, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Sometimes seeking God and searching for God requires work on our part. We need to get into God's Word. We need to study God's Word. We need to see what God has to say to us. See, God is not pleased with half-hearted worship. God wants us to worship Him fully. And I know 
Looking around, sometimes you see, and I don't think they mean to do it, but in the praise and in the worship, you see people looking around, you see them looking at their phones, this and that. They're not fully in to worshiping God. God wants your worship. He don't want, you, he don't want your halfway worship. He wants your full worship. And He wants all of your heart. He wants all of your heart. God, like I said, God is not pleased with half-hearted worship. He's not satisfied when our hearts become divided between Him and the world. He wants all of you. He's not going to settle for just part of you. And the, you know, the system, the, I guess the sinful customs of our ways or of the world are in direct opposition to the righteousness of God. They're, they're, they're totally different from the righteousness of God, the ways of the world. And when we develop a friendship with the world, or when we accept the sinful ways of the world, we are essentially declaring war on God. We're saying, therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. That's what it says in James 4.4. 4. When we choose the world over God, we have become an enemy of God. So we have to be careful. God has to totally be in our life. We can't, God's not going to share us with the world. We're going to have to make up our mind. Which do you want? And number three involves us searching for God, cultivation. You know what cultivation means? You know, when you cultivate a garden, that means you're preparing the ground to make things grow. In us, it's to cultivate. It's to, it's to prepare our heart to seek God and to make our love for God grow stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, the way Jeremiah 29, 13 was written, listen, it reveals two things. First, we must, what we must do to develop a deeper relationship with God. It's telling us what we have to do to develop that relationship. One, it must be intentional. In other words, it's our choice. We have to choose to purposely seek after God. We are to intentionally, on purpose, search for Him. It must be something that we desperately want and desire is to have God in our life and in our heart. Look at what Psalms 42.1 says. As a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. You know, we picture back over in Jerusalem and places like that, the desert. We picture maybe a scavenger or something after a deer. It's chasing and chasing and chasing, him, just like the devil's chasing you. You've run and you've run. And you get so tired, you get so weak, you become so thirsty. And you start thinking about those water brooks. How good they would be just to sit down and have a good drink of water. This is what it's saying. As a deer pants for the water, we should be panting for God as that deer is panting for that water. So my soul pants for you, O oh God. We need to really search and want God in our life. He must be number one in our life. And number two, it must be a continuous search. It must be an ongoing thing all through your life. Searching for God is not something that you do one time and not again. Seeking or searching for God is not the same thing as accepting Christ as our Savior. Seeking God is a daily choice to do whatever we need to do to have a closer walk with Him. 
You know, each day we have to make decisions. We have to do things to have that close walk with God. You know, God had a purpose for why He allowed His people, Israel, to be carried away into bondage. And then He had another promise of what would happen as the result of them being carried away. In Jeremiah again, 29.13, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. God is saying, once you reach, to, reach that point to where you are searching for me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, He says, I promise you that you will find me. He knew that one day that Israel would make a turn and come back to Him. And He says, when you do, then and you repent, then I will save you out of your destruction. I promise that you will find me, and I will return to you. Many times as we go through this life, many things are going to be trying to separate you from God. We know who that is. That's the devil. And in this day and time, as we see all the things and the turmoil around us, we know that this is the devil trying to separate us from God. You need to make up your mind. God, whatever happens, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to search for you harder and harder. I want that relationship with you. God, I need you. I want you. And I will continue to search for you with all my heart until I find you. And God said, when we search with all the heart, we will find you. Have you neglected God lately? Has God kind of seemed like He's kind of disappeared out of your life? When's the last time you've been to church? When's the last time you heard a message? When's the last time you really felt God's love? You need to stop and think. God's there, but you're walking right by Him, not noticing Him, not talking to Him. God wants you to find Him again. He wants you to search for Him. God says, I'm right here. I'm not that hard to find. And when you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. I hope some of you out there today are searching for God. You better look around you, see what's going on. You better get God back in your life. I mean, we're at that point where Jesus Christ could come back at any moment, take his church out of here, and back to heaven. So let me ask you a question. If he came back right now, would you go with him, or would you be left behind? Would you be left behind to go through that tribulation and all the terribleness that tribulation is going to cause? It's your choice. Didn't we say a while ago that was one of the things in searching for God? You had to choose to do so. Today, you have to choose who you want in your life. God is not going to accept you. Worship Him sometimes and the world the other time. No, He wants all of you. You've got to commit and give your life, give yourself to God. And when you do, you're going to see a change in your life. You're going to see blessings that's going to overtake you. You're going to see things that you need to happen in your life all of a sudden start maturing. They're going to start happening. So, I've said what I need to say. So if you're out there today, I pray that if you don't have God in your life, if you're missing out on the things He has for you, please turn around and come back to God. That's what repent means. Repent means to turn around and come back. God's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. He won't reject you. 
He didn't reject the, the, the prodigal son. He didn't reject him. He kept looking for him and looking for him to return to him. And then one day, God looked down that road and he saw that prodigal son coming. He's still looking for you to come back to him. And just like that prodigal son, it says that God ran down to meet that prodigal son, threw his arms around him, started kissing on him. That prodigal son was going to say, oh God, you can't, but no. God said, you are mine. You've returned. The past is gone. He says, I have forgiven your sin. I will remember it no more because you are my child. That's what God's saying to you today. Return. I will, I will receive you back to me and the blessings will be more than you can stay. As a matter of fact, over in the book of Malachi, it tells us that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that you cannot contain. You don't have enough room for all the blessings that God wants to put in your life. Please, if you do not know God and you know you need Him back in your life, today is a day of salvation. Would you pray with me today? Father God, I come back to you. I know I've drifted. I know I'm not where I should be. But I know, Father, how you reacted to that prodigal son. I know I've drifted from you. And I want to come back. And I know if I come back in my heart, truly meaning it, you will come down. You'll wrap your arms around me. You'll kiss me on the cheeks. You'll forgive my sins. And you will restore me, O oh God. Can you say that? You will. And ask God into your heart and to forgive you. My friend, you are back in His grace and His grace. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us. I'm going to close out with this. I will see you all next Wednesday. I just hope you will take to heart what was said today. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. See you next Wednesday. God bless.